0: This is the 77 WABC minicast.
1: The polls open up in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, 6 a.m. And joining us to talk about the big issues, because law and order is on the ballot. As John said so aptly in that PSA that we've been hearing on WABC radio and elsewhere, you got to vote for who is going to keep you safe. And joining us now is the great host. Of the other side of midnight, every night, starting at 1 a.m. on WABC Radio, Frank Morano. Frank, who who should people vote for? If they're saying if they haven't voted yet and they're going in, who do we need to make sure is on, uh, gets the vote this go-round?
0: Well, look, I think if you look at uh, the competitive races, and there looks like there are going to be four or five that could potentially be very tight. The starkest contrast between... The two candidates that have a chance of winning is in this race in the Bronx, where you have the incumbent Democrat Marjorie Velasquez, who represents a district that Curtis Lewa actually won. So, you know, the voters there, while they may be registered Democrat, they care a lot about law and order. The Republican in this race, Christine Marmorado, has a real chance of winning. And uh, that is, I think, the race where there's the biggest difference between uh, law and order and essentially anarchy. There are some other races, for instance, the 43rd council district in Brooklyn. The Democrat, the Republican, and the conservative, they all are kind of in the same place when it comes to law and order. So I don't know that uh, whomever wins that race you could really be seeing as uh, anti-cop. The race that uh, everybody's watching, though, is also in Brooklyn. That's the 47th council district. We have Justin Brannon, who's running for re-election, against a fellow council member, Ari Kagan. Kagan was a Democrat, was elected as a Democrat. He switched parties. He's now a Republican. This is a race that I don't think anybody ever expected to be as close as it is. Brannon has if he should have been cruising to an easy reelection. He has so mishandled both the migrant issue and the issue of these pro-Palestinian protests in his district. And he's now being attacked by his own Democratic County leader, which is amazing when you think about both Brannon and the chairperson in Brooklyn are both pretty good allies of uh, Mayor Eric Adams. So it's fascinating to watch, but the, the point you made Rita about how many days we have had of early voting is such a good one and i hope the state legislature learns from this election because there have been nine days of early voting at a cost of over seven and a half million dollars to the taxpayer wow and in a city of 5.1 million registered voters Eighty five thousand of them showed up to vote over these nine days of early voting. And I think the state legislature needs to ask, do we need nine days of early voting for anything other than the presidential race? And you think about it. Is this the best use of our taxpayer dollars at a time when we're really stretched to the limit because of the migrant issue and everything else?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great thing. John Katsimatidis, you have a question for Frank Morano? No, no. Early voting, I think Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days is enough. If you can't make it Saturday, Sunday,
0: Monday, Tuesday, that's it. I mean – I uh, completely agree. I mean, I think maybe the exception might be the presidential race because of the massive turnout. But for everything else, to think that we spent $7.5 million on a race and got about 1% uh, turnout, and then we're going to spend another $7.5 million tomorrow to administer the general election, it makes no sense. Now, again, this is new. I don't want to be overly critical, but the state legislature and the governor need to learn the lesson of this year's, uh, this year's election.
1: So, Frank Morano, what about also the ballot-stuffings saga. This is like the wildest story. In Bridgeport, Connecticut, you see the video and it looks like uh, they're stuffing the ballots and a judge said this has to be looked at. Talk about that one.
0: (laughs) This is absolutely wild. It's not quite unprecedented, but it's almost unprecedented. If people haven't followed this case, there was a Democratic primary for mayor of Bridgeport, Connecticut on September 12th, and uh, now a judge has ruled that they have to have a new primary so what happened here is the incumbent mayor, Joe Ganim, who has a kind of a colorful history himself, won the September primary by two hundred. Wait, he was votes. in jail, wasn't he? he was yeah, a- that's right. <laughs> that's, that's a very right. colorful that's, background. That's exactly <laughs> right. So he won this primary by two hundred and fifty one votes. But the challenger, John Gomez won the primary if absentee ballots are set aside so the video cameras as you mentioned showed that some individuals dropped dozens of absentee ballots into the city's drop boxes for absentee ballots but the state law in connecticut doesn't permit anyone except the voter to deposit an absentee ballot into a drop box with a couple of exceptions but so now here's what's going to happen they're going to do over the democratic primary but and this is where it gets really wild The primary is going to take place after the general election. So the general election is going to proceed tomorrow, on November 7th, and the primary is going to be held afterwards on a date not yet set. So presumably if Mayor Ghanim is elected tomorrow and and if the primary is held afterwards and he also wins that, then he'll be considered re-elected. If the general election is won by Ghanim tomorrow, but then he loses the Democratic primary afterwards, then a new general election is going to need to be held. But I think it illustrates the dangers of ballot harvesting and you got to be careful when it comes to how these absentee ballots are handled you know i follow atlantic city politics pretty closely too and this goes on all the time out there and it's something that i don't think a lot of people are necessarily aware of
1: Uh, you also follow the blackjack out there too i think right
0: (laughs) (laughs) far more than my wife would like yes maybe more the
1: craps table but yes all right frank Murado, thank you